0: Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of the Habibis, three game developers drinking good Arab tea. I'm your host for this week, Osama Darius.
1: And I'm Ram Ismail.
0: And we don't have a Fauzi this week.
1: We okay. don't have a Fauzi again.
0: I am a little heartbroken.
1: It's but, very sad.
0: But it's completely understandable, you know. It's, it's
1: fine. It's fine. I'm just sad. <laughs> yes, you know. I so mean, so brings a little bit of chaos energy.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And heart. Like and heart. I mean we'll we'll get to it at the end of the the And episode. He's just episode. good looking. Oh, mashallah. It is, it's, it's <laughs> I was going to say we're going to get to it at the end of the episode, <laughs> but man, the 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 story that he told about how he got into the industry and Yeah. Um, you know, his progression and then you know launching one of the biggest games in history at the end and seeing it on billboards in his in his new hometown that resonated with so many people we had yeah so, I can many yeah, so we'll read those this 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 could be like a tribute to Fousey this episode this is just a tribute
1: to <laughs> Fousey is already a good episode title we're good
0: i, I like it <laughs>
1: we're done we're done well this was a good episode joe um <laughs>
0: The shortest, but the sweetest,
1: because <laughs> we all like Fauzi, and that's it. That's the full episode. <laughs>
0: that's right. So, what about you, Rami? What I was happened? Thinking in what your my week?
1: favorite Fauzi memory is?
0: Oh, okay. Share. I,
1: I I I played. I played um, back a few years ago. Me and uh, Fauzi were both mentors at a uh, incubator that Google runs every year for developers worldwide. Right. Oh wow. Where did that and, take uh, place? Uh, Singapore oh nice so we uh, we were both in Singapore and we sort of ended up um, we sort of ended up connecting there and just talking and just hanging out uh, obviously we'd run into each other we'd known each other but like it was one of those industry connections where you you you've talked but yes. you haven't really had the chance to sit down
0: yes you know I know uh, and was
1: and I had a few chance to to talk but I think this was one of the the first times it, it, we really had like some silly stories that were really, really good. Hmm.
0: Um,
1: and one of them is there was this game called Lethal League. I, Did you play that? Lethal League. Hold Lethal on. League.
0: Is that the baseball one?
1: It's the baseball one. The
0: baseball fighting game. Yeah, I played I played a bunch of that. Game. It's a really good
1: yeah. game. Lethal League is great. And I, I, um, uh, there was a talk going on by a mutual friend of ours, but also Fauzi and I just decided to play some Lethal League. Yeah. Uh, and we so all we know how sat. good Fozy is at fighting games. Foxy is very good at fighting games. So we <laughs> sat in the back corner of a room in Singapore just with our with a laptop playing Lethal League against each other. Um and that it got super out of hand. We both got super competitive as we do and then uh, had a really good time just playing this this game. Who won? Uh, I don't remember. So probably Fozy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm pretty good at Lethal League. Like I'm not generally a fighting game player much. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like Dragon Ball Fighters is sort of like the one I play and I'm pretty good at Dead or Alive and I can play a bit of Tekken. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the big ones, the Street Fighters and stuff like that, I, they're just not, I'm not good at those. Um, just not the way my my brain does yeah,
0: games. I get it. I get you.
1: Uh, Mario Tennis Aces remains my favorite fighting game of all time. Um, uh, so we played Metal too, game. right? Tustin's Metal right? is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: no um, um, although I did recently play another game of Mario Tennis Aces and I'm still really good at that game. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's very good. It's just a very good game. Uh, anyway, Lethal League. We played Lethal League and then just had a really good time and like connected and just ended up being uh, being a lot more talkative between the two of us. Um, but it was just a really good time. It was just a very casual, like both of us in our element, trying to help people, trying to give people opportunities where they normally would not have had them. Right? Uh, it's very much a thing that I think all three of us connect over, is that we all believe that this industry would be better if more people could make games. Absolutely. Right? And had access to the same resource. Because it's not that they can't make games, it's just that they're making games on an uneven playing field. Yep. And leveling that playing field is is just a thing all three of us do. So I like that um, title.
0: Someone should do something with that, leveling the playing field. <laughs> wow yes i did actually now that you mentioned it you did yes
1: (laughs) i could i just i did not think about that uh yeah no my my newsletter is called that yes yes i know i subscribed
0: (laughs) um
1: but yeah so just hang out and seeing Fauzi do his work uh and like helping people and and listening to the 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 talks he gives and the feedback he gives and then playing some lethal league it was a really nice time spent with uh with Fauzi. so uh, that was a good time
0: that's amazing well my fondest memory of Fauzi is the time that we played street fighter not too long ago and he wiped the floor with me <laughs> <laughs> Because of That's, course, between matches, we were chatting and reminiscing right. and talking about like old fighting games and which are our favorite characters and which are the favorite games. And that did was you know, did you yeah. two know
1: each other before before yeah. the Habibis properly kicked off?
0: We we like we were what you described as the people who went to conferences together and said hi by you know we didn't right. know each other that much. You you were the the glue between us that bonded us together. Um, right. Like I remember at one point he invited me to a get together with designers and then realize he couldn't invite me, so uninvited me on the spot. <laughs> He's like, hey, a bunch of us are having dinner. Wait a sec. I'm not the organizer of this thing. You can't come up with <laughs> us. Sorry. <laughs> it was uh, and I, I couldn't go anyway like you didn't give me a chance to turn it down because i was literally on my way to my flight when he w- was
1: saying uh, to uh, so, so he, he probably feels bad about it despite never I,
0: having a chance i told him but he's arab he probably felt felt bad about it anyway he felt bad anyway <laughs> yeah like oh no no, no no problem don't worry about it it's like i am so upset yeah. at myself exactly exactly but it showed the kind of person he was like super right. generous and welcoming and right. we barely knew each other he wanted to hang out and he's like i'm going to this thing but i'd love for you to come with me so i had a yeah. very good positive uh, opinion of fauzy even before we started the, the yeah. podcast i knew who he was of course yes yeah. there, there are not many of us in the industry so i knew i followed his career you know like anyone else what uh, yeah. my position would um and uh, because of that whenever i did see him briefly it was very warm and like you know it was like catching yeah, up just with friend in that way exactly
1: right? just a yeah. friendly uh, hi we, we we understand each other probably exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. We're on the same team yeah. type thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think we knew each other all, already for quite yeah. a while at that yeah. point. But We
0: had even spent quite a bit of time together in Phoenix, if you remember. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Flying drones as two Arabs in that the was, south of the U.S. That, that was, was just... so
0: fun. That was a really <laughs> good moment. We've, we've, I mean, we did fly it outside too, but the memorable part was flying a drone inside your hotel room.
1: Right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that. I was I was not quite as good a drone pilot back then, but I think I didn't crash it.
0: I, you did not, and I didn't nice. die. So you know, those nice. Are the, both both of these things are
1: good. <laughs> exactly. Drones have gone so much better; it's ridiculous.
0: Oh yeah, I, I bet. I bet. I mean, they're a very new thing that advanced really quickly. So that
1: was a really nice day in Arizona as well. By the way,
0: it was. It was. It was really hot the second day, though. Oh, I still remember how hot it was.
1: Wasn't I still wearing my jacket? Yes, you were. You were still yeah. wearing your leather jacket. And everyone was looking at you confused. <laughs>
0: I could not use my. I'm Arab,
1: excuse because no. you were there. I
0: was there, and I was burning <laughs> up. like this is too warm. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I have the thing where having two nationalities gives you the the ability to play different cards based on different <laughs> situations. So if somebody's like, "Rami, it's cold. Why are you not wearing a jacket?" This is like I'm Dutch. We're used to the cold. And if it's hot, I, and you're wearing your jacket, it's like. It's fine. I'm 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 Arab. I can deal with the heat. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> that was yeah, I, that was great. That and I I didn't know that about you and your jacket at the time. And right. I don't know, for whatever reason, a few people there just assumed that we were friends for a long time before then. So, l- like, legitimately, some of them turned to me and said, "Why is Rami wearing a jacket?" I'm like, beats me. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Him. Yeah, yeah,
1: I just yeah. kind of always wear
0: my jacket. It was a, like fifty-five degrees Celsius or something ridiculous like that. It was one of right. the hottest temp. Like it was, it was yep. legitimately like one hundred and twelve Fahrenheit. I just I'm not good at conversion. Whatever it was, it was way, way, way too hot, and the sun was like on you. There was not a cloud in the sky. Right. Yeah. So but, great,
1: great weather for a jacket,
0: <laughs> for a, th- a thick leather jacket. Yeah. Just absolutely. a good,
1: good leather jacket. No, I feel that leather actually is nice, and that it kind of cools in, it can, in heat. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I, I I like mean, it's jacket. the same
0: concept as the Jerebea, right? It keeps your body yeah. heat uh, in. So yeah. if you were already cool when you wear the jacket and you go outside, it'll keep that coolness for a while. But that, yeah. like, that has its limits. <laughs> not right? for me. I guess
1: not. My jacket has a limit break. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was some sort of design get together, wasn't it?
0: There a design get together. Yeah, what was it? It was an I thrive thing. Uh, Remember that they were an association. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. So like solving solving certain issues through game design. Yeah, that was it. Exactly,
0: exactly. I had a great time, and I met some people that I had like that later became friends and mentors. I had met them for the first time, like Mike Sellers and Ian Schneider and yeah, uh, uh, sorry Ian Schreiber. I actually have another friend who works in games called Ian Schneider, and my head just swapped their names for a sec. Just, but it, that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, like industry liminaries that um, have—it have, was the first opportunity to meet them at, at that time.
1: Have the three of us
0: have never been in a room together? Have we? Nope. It has never happened. We need to fix that. We absolutely need to fix that. The sooner, the better. Yeah.
1: I mean, what are we in? We were episode forty-seven. We're almost at one year. Yeah.
0: So maybe we could maybe. do something for the one-year celebration. Let's Let's, who knows? Yeah, I mean, we'll be, good. We'll be good. Apparently, there's a new Omega variant of Omicron you know, virus. Is it? Oh, what is it? Omicron? Yeah, it's uh, Omicron. Oh, uh, that makes a lot more sense. So let's see how well Omicron plays with right. Yeah, troubles.
1: for sure. Yeah, stuff is uh, stuff is happening again. Uh, I w- I was gonna go to the Game Awards, but it's looking uh, looking a little less certain now.
0: Yeah, uh, I was hoping it was Omega because at least that means that's the last variant and we can move past it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's it's Omicron. It's a uh, thing so we have we have some letters left.
0: <laughs> we'll get there.
1: Yeah, but. I don't know. I mean, I think every time, like it, it's obviously devastating that we're just doing the same thing again. Yes, um, but uh, on the other hand, it seems like the the world is sort of like getting smarter as well. Like kind of looking at it and being like, okay, let's just do the things we were supposed to do a year and a half ago.
0: Yeah.
1: So hopefully it'll hopefully. go a bit faster this time.
0: I, I, I do up. share your optimism, but you know it's it's a little it's a uneven. Very tired. It's a very tired optimism. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a very uneven uh, application o- across the world. I know, like, yeah, we know people all over the world, and the reception to, or the uh, reaction to COVID hasn't been the same in every country. Some are doing much better, some are doing much worse. So you know, I'm really just hoping that we get wiser globally. And yeah, everybody starts doing the right thing so that we can. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know,
1: the, the thing that really, the thing that really sort of distressed me about the whole COVID thing is, you know, you, you always have that belief that when things go really bad on Earth, that humanity will like band together and yeah. fix the problem together. And then, you know, like for global warming, that had always been sort of my, my secret hope. Yeah. Is that when things get bad enough, like we'll all band together and fix it? And then you watch the response to COVID and you're like, oh crap. Yeah. We're not doing that at all. No. So if the world can get a little smarter right now over this, maybe that ends up working in our advantage and that we understand that we should react to global scale problems with global scale efforts.
0: I would really hope. That, like, I think a lot of the issues for this specific thing is that um, the vaccines are being politicized in some countries and not in others. And you can tell because uh, if you look at the vaccination rates of of the countries that don't politicize it, they're extremely high and their hospital rates are lower and everything is working out. Like, the top three in the world right now are are Gibraltar, Singapore, and the United Arab Emirates, who have all like 88 and higher vaccination rates. Right. Um, And are doing well compared to other countries, relatively. And yeah. then you look at the other side of the spectrum where political parties have used this as a rallying cry against people who are upset with their, the current government for whatever mm-hmm. you know, potentially mm-hmm. legitimate reasons. Uh, but that is irresponsible because it creates a rift and everything else collapses after that. Yeah. So it's a, it's a shame that this is happening, uh, but, you know... Do you
1: know how things are across uh, Iraq?
0: Or I, I I know it's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's family. the same
1: same thing same thing for Egypt. Honestly, it's yeah.
0: like yeah, it's the, Like, uh, like my, my I have my in laws there. Uh, sorry, my in laws, my extended family there. Uh, we mm-hmm. get on phone calls once in a while, and we talk about it. And it's like the hospitals were really jam packed for a while. To the point that when I ask them how's it now, and they're like, it's all the same. It's it's yeah. just it's not it's not it's not going well. Right. Um, yeah. But hopefully I don't that's gonna get better. So Inshallah. Inshallah.
1: It's uh it's it's strange times on Earth. It really is. It's also funny because this is normally like this is this is a <laughs> we went hard on this topic. Yeah. Let's I mean, I like talking about serious things, but also I feel like by the time this comes out, it's a week past. Hopefully we'll have more information and a better idea of what this Omicron actually is and does. And That's right. Might might be good to just bend this topic for when we know more because
0: yeah, you're right. Developing
1: developing situation.
0: That's right. So let's talk about happy things. And the happiest happy things, things in the world are games. Did games. you play any games this week, Rami?
1: I, I actually my biggest gaming my biggest gaming moment this week is not something I did, it's something mom did. Oh, what what did mom do? Mom played a game in which a universal threat led to everybody coming together and working together to beat the universal <laughs> threat.
0: Well, everybody with an asterisk, right?
1: Yeah, everybody, minus the Salarians who were (laughs) upset about curing the Genophage. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, Mom beat Mass Effect after, uh, and and we checked it yesterday after 175 hours of gameplay. Wow! uh, Across uh, seven six months, from uh, May fifteenth to November twenty seventh.
0: That's not. That's not just a defeating the game run. That's pretty close to a completionist run.
1: That's that that's Mom did, she, everything. Uh, Mom did almost everything except for that one mission in the Omega DLC in Mass Effect 3 where you can miss the couch and then just keep a quest open for the rest of the game that you can't close anymore.
0: Ah, uh, I see.
1: That one. Um, but yeah, no, she didn't. She she beat it. Uh, she um she played Mom Shepherd from the first mission of <laughs> Mass Effect 1 all the way to the conclusion of the, the Reaper trilogy at the end of Mass Effect 3. Well
0: Mabrut, and, uh, Mom, Mom Shep.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mom Shep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was lovely. It was it was a good thing. It was a good day. Uh, like over 130 people came out to watch her on a Twitch channel and see so how she like sort of navigated the final choices. Wow. Um And uh, yeah, she seemed to have had a good time, you know, like it's, it's really Mass Effect 3 is one of those games that has sort of like a connotation in games because people have these feelings about the ending. Mm -hmm. And watching mom goes, go through Mass Effect 3 just made me realize that sometimes games are better when you're just completely unaware of the discourse. Yes. Because mom just loved the game. She thought it was it was. Um, she thought it was a little more finicky than Mass Effect 2, like the where you had to sit and how the cover worked felt a little more uh, a little less sticky. Yeah, and she didn't like that. But um, she really uh, she really enjoyed the story from uh, from what I can tell, and um, she she got her um, she got the green conclusion. Is the one she went mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who, who don't know what that means and want to avoid spoilers, like that's you know why we're using colors instead of <laughs> what they actually mean. Um, but it, it took her zero seconds to make the final decision, uh, and she thought it was really good. My mom has a has a very specific emotional weakness for rallying the troops kind of moments. Yeah, but especially across different ideologies, motivations, all of that. So. In Lord of the Rings, the sort of like the beacons of Minas Tirith, that yes. scene where where they signal the Rohirrim for their for their um, for their aid, mm-hmm. that's my mom's favorite moment in movies of all times. I think. That's amazing, and she mentioned that the rally the fleet sequence in, uh, in Mass Effect just gave her the same like vibes and even teared up a little at wow. the scenes. So, uh, it was a good. It was a good conclusion. I was really sort of nervous because obviously you sacrifice um, you sacrifice your shepherd at the end of, uh, of Mass Effect three for one of multiple causes. Yes. Um, and um, uh, I thought that might be difficult for her because that's not something that she's used to in games. You know, normally you win and you ride off into the the sunset. Yes. Um, but Mass Effect doesn't really do happy ending like that. Like no. something has to be sacrificed. Mm-hmm. um and um yeah i forgot that her first game was final fantasy 15 where where you know your main character also sacrifices himself for a better world so she was just like yep okay this one <laughs> um did not did not did not phase her at all she felt it was a good it was a good conclusion to the to the series so
0: that's beautiful i wish yeah. you tuned into the twitch was it recorded
1: yeah, it's recorded. I saved the entire episode. Uh, obviously, my mom does no commentary streams. She doesn't yeah. talk. She doesn't really uh, like having to to deal with all that. And usually, there's people um, at her place, uh, including me, where she just wants to be able to talk. Mm-hmm. So uh, she doesn't really record uh, audio with her gameplay. But uh, yeah, the entire run is on the um, on the um, on my mom's Twitch channel at twitch.tv/momvsffxv. Um, mom versus final fantasy 15 because we originally thought she would only stream final fantasy 15 but <laughs> now she has fans so yeah um so yeah mom finished mass effect uh that was really good they, um, they announced a,
0: a mass effect tv show or rumors i guess I, yeah sure rumors
1: confirmed it is i think and- they're pretty confirmed
0: yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, they've, they've been trying to make a movie forever, and that hasn't worked out. So I guess they realize that they can't do the movie and that it needs a TV show for to be able to put all that content. Yeah,
1: Mass Effect is not a movie. No. no, no it just isn't.
0: I mean, it could be a to-be-continued movies for, like, six movies, maybe. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The Mass
1: Effect cinematic universe.
0: Exactly. And I'm really curious how they're going to approach that because, like, the appeal, the whole appeal of the franchise, many people have said this. I joked about it a little bit on social media, but many people have said this. Nobody's going to be happy because everybody's Mass Effect is going to be a different story than the Mass Effect in the movie. Right.
1: Yeah, really, the only way you can do it is not make it about the big story. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. If you focus it in on, like, specific situations, then, it, like, if you if you make a series about the SDG on circus like, that works. Yes. So the right. Rogue
0: One of the Star Wars universe. Right. If you
1: yeah. just go Rogue One, yeah, you totally can. Oh, Rogue One is so good.
0: It is. It's my favorite Star so Wars So good.
1: Movie. Yeah. No. I've, ugh. I always forget how good that movie is until somebody mentions it. I always forget that movie is until somebody mentions it. And then I go like, oh, yeah, that was so good.
0: It was so good.
1: Um, Also, I don't know if you saw, but they announced uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim for Switch.
0: Oh, uh, someone mentioned it. Mitch Mitch Dwyer mentioned it on, on Twitter today. I was really happy to hear that. And it reminded me that I am about a third of the way through that game. <laughs> I should. It might
1: be worth waiting until it releases on Switch and just finishing it there, because Switch seems like a perfect platform for it.
0: Although it does, I think I don't want to start over. I think I just want to continue from where I left off. Fair, I still, fair. I remember like pretty well, like the names of the characters. Completely forgot, but that happens to me all the time. It, it might maybe... also be worth starting over. <laughs> It may be. But, uh, yeah, it's it's on my very long list of games. I intend to go back to someday and may actually do so, but probably won't. Right. Yeah. We'll get it. How about you?
1: Did you play anything? I mean, I think I played more, but I can't remember right now. So I'm just going to kick the ball to you and hope you, you do something smart with it.
0: No, bro- <laughs> Oh, no. You're going to be disappointed. Uh, <laughs> if at any point you want the ball back, let me know. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. So um, I... I watched two TV shows. I started playing two movies and I, uh, sorry, two games and I continued playing a game. So I'll start with the games since we're on the topic of the games and i will move back to the right. shows later. Um, right. So I played one of the recommendations that you made, which was Inscription. Oh, um, excellent game. I've, I've right. played, played exactly 57 minutes. So I know there's more to come. I can tell right. just by the setup. Right. It's a card game. For those who don't know what it is, it's a card game somewhat similar to like a, a simplified but also different Magic the Gathering. Like there are similar rules to it, mm-hmm, but it plays mm-hmm. a little bit differently. But it plays out in a cabin and there's this like, uh, you're playing with this mysterious cloaked figure that you can't really see. And you're there against your will and you're playing, a, a, there's a board game component to it and a lot of little mysteries and surprises and puzzles. And like you could, like, this is this is a, a I don't know if this is, a, this is a really a spoiler, but you could like move yeah. around in the cabin. Is that a spoiler? Yeah.
1: No. 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 It happens
0: kind of early, right? Yeah. And that's, I mean, a there's big so part
1: much to play. that game that it, yes. like, it, it's, like, it's hard to spoil.
0: Yes. And I like, I've already loved card games. It doesn't take much to convince me to play card games, right? And just within minutes, I could see, not what they were going to do, but they could see that they were doing something. Mm -hmm. And just after that, it's like, this can go in so many directions. I'm so excited to play it. The gameplay is fun. Like, the actual card game is solid. And everything around it is so interesting and intriguing, that I really wish I took your recommendation and played this earlier because, <laughs> because <laughs> now I, I feel like I have to rush it because I I feel it could be a contender for one of my top ten games of the year and you know so I, I gotta pick up the it's pace a- and make sure I get, I get it done before the year is done or at least get far enough in it that I can make a you know an, an informed yeah decision for about sure. It. So um, the other game that I played, which you also recommended, but I was probably going to play even if you didn't recommend it was the new ratchet and clank oh yeah yeah so i'm about three or four hours into that one uh, which i assume is is about halfway through the game i have no idea how long the game is but maybe i assume it's a it's a shortish game um i i it's it did the things i expected from watching the trailer better than I expected them to do it from
1: watching the trailer from
0: watching the trailer <laughs> yeah. so like like there's so far there's nothing in there that I didn't see coming but everything was executed so much better right and I it's I, I'm loving it it's a it's a really good game uh, as a result so, I, um, I was
1: just so impressed by the haptics.
0: Yes. Oh, they feel so good. Like, literally, one of the things is that if you press the trigger halfway through, it shoots the gun in a specific way. And if you press it the whole way through, it, like, double barrels it. Like, little things like that I haven't seen in games yet. So, they're yep. they're really using the, the the platform, or the the PS5 in, in my case. I think it's, all, it's a PS5. The,
1: right? It feels like such a... It feels like such a showcase for the yeah. PS5, right? Like, I mean, the um, what is it, uh, Astro Astrobot? Yeah, uh, game Astro Play Play Playground, Play, Playground, Playroom? yeah, Astro Playground yeah. or Playroom, whatever it was. Yeah. That game was was a showcase, but but Ratchet Ratchet and Clank really felt like okay, okay and and now and now for for serious, right? Yes
0: like there, uh, everyone it's called a rift apart so you know that there are these like rifts that take you to other dimensions that's like in the all the marketing campaigns right. The thing is i don't know i saw this in the marketing but it didn't click through you don't jump into the rifts you bring them to you right you bring the other universe to you and that's such a small like subtle change but it feels so makes different makes a difference yeah it's so good uh very very clever the writing is good so far it feels good for for an adventure game it it just feels like an an incredibly well-crafted game uh and i could see a lot of spider-man in it i don't know if if you had the same feeling but i could i could tell like insomniac has this like it's part of their dna they make games a certain way Um,
1: yeah it's it's a little bit in the flow of movement isn't it
0: exactly just a little bit i think it's it's not the same gameplay but it just feels just enough that I could tell similar teams or yeah. like there are people who worked on both.
1: Yeah, for sure. no, there, there's a certain flow of movement that is very insomniac-y, and then there's there's the obviously sort of like their their flair for spectacle yeah. in movement mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And those were both there. Like the the in- insomniac games are very insomniac-y, which I always appreciate. Right, it's like. My favorite studios tend to have a signature like that and, 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 and like, you know, like a Bungie or a Remedy or, or an Insomniac. I'll, I'll have that.
0: Yep, Absolutely. Um, um, and I appreciate that. Yeah, big, big time, big time. Um, okay, so I want to move on to the TV shows that I watched. All right, let's go. The first one is I am about halfway through I'm seven episodes into the new Cowboy Bebop uh, live action movie.
1: Oh, I've heard a lot of talk about it, but I didn't watch it yet.
0: I okay. also don't think I'm going to. It's okay if you don't. But okay. uh, I think you should. <laughs> uh-huh. so, so this is this is my emotional <laughs> path uh, through the Cowboy Bebop live action. Um, the, the Cowboy Bebop anime is arguably, possibly, if I spent time thinking about it, I think it's my favorite anime of all time. It's between it... And uh, and um, Samurai Champloo, made by the same studio, like that studio just produces some of my favorite uh, con- like anime like content ever. Um, I loved it so much so that fun fact, I played the Cowboy Bebop theme song in- at my uh, engagement party. And wow! <laughs> yes, it wow. actually it was on the playlist, and when it came on, everyone had a puzzled look, and I was in heaven. I'm like, oh like that's how much i love it that i am yeah. absolutely in love with the with the uh, anime it's been a while since i watched it but i used to watch it like every year it was one of those right, things, right. Like, things that you watch back to back and so the live action i had really high hopes and really high expectations and i tried to temper them but i couldn't and the first episode turned me off so much it it didn't feel like it was well directed. It was way more slapstick than I like in my mind. Even though there was a level of, like uh, you know it's anime and that that genre uh, of anime, right uh, has slapstick like jokes and, and things like that. But in my mind, the, my memory of it is the serious parts. It's the fun parts. It's the action packed parts. The slapstick was there just a little bit, and I don't. It didn't feel like it would translate well to live action, so I didn't really want it. And the right. first episode only had that it was just action and, and slapstick there was none right. of the the deep moments and i'm like oh no they oh, took no. the wrong parts of the anime right like, right right. The, that's not the part that made it special i don't mind if i had some of that and then the, by the second episode it like kind of leaned into it more and i'm like okay I'm, I'm gonna stop watching this so i went on the social okay. medias and i said i'm, I'm done with the show and people are like no 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 it picks up I had the same arc. Uh, Actually, I both hate that and and respect it. Yes. Okay. But actually, the people were split. Uh, I have to be honest. Some were saying, yeah, I dropped it after the first or second episode. And others were like, it really picks up at episode X. And they had different opinions of when it picked up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it it picked up at episode five or six. And episode seven was excellent. It was a really Mm -hmm. good episode that had the exact same tone that I was looking for that came from the anime and i just wish they did a better job of like pacing right. it cuz i think a lot of people are going to just drop and say this is a bad show and not give it a chance i haven't finished it so i don't like i think there're 10 or 12 it, episodes it
1: might still be a bad show
0: it might be so it might go back to what it was before it might drop the ball in some some points but right like there's hope <laughs> there's yeah. hope i mean I,
1: this is why this is why i don't watch tv series to be really honest it's just I, I watched a very limited TV series with a set number of episodes, and then I wait until everybody has watched it, and yeah. then I listen to what people say and watch it, depending on whether I'm interested or not. That makes perfect just, sense because like if I you, can't bring myself to bring the time to watch a thing. Like remember Game of Thrones, where everybody yeah, was like, "Yeah, Game of Thrones." Like there was this Game of Thrones craze for like years, And I'm just like, I, a it wasn't really my thing. Right, uh, it seemed not very halal. <laughs> um but uh, but most of all it just it it was this big thing that was just this towering story with all these characters and like it was going i was like i'm not gonna start on this until it's done and if it's done and everybody goes like rami you have to watch this yeah i'm gonna go back and just watch all of it back to
0: back i can't believe you uh, you you got that gamble because like it was really ramping up to be one of the best tv shows ever and kind of dropped the ball. that happens
1: every yeah. time It happens happens
0: every time. It happens often. I have a very special relationship with Game of Thrones because I was a fan of the books like millions of years ago. Um, I read the the books when the third one was out. So uh, uh, when the third one was out, I read book one, two, three. Then um, when the fourth one was announced, I read one, two, three again in prep for the fourth. Then when the fourth came out, I read one, two, three, four. And when the fifth came out, I repeated the cycle. So I must have read the first book in the series seven times maybe. I uh, I'm, I was obsessive about all the details and the characters. I knew like everything about them, uh, and when the TV show came out, I had low expectations, mm-hmm. very low. And I can it, imagine, and it was excellent. And the change—I right. loved the, everything they, they they changed, even because the book had the like, it's it's a branching narrative. Every character has a branching narrative. Uh, that like. It, 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 the, the it seems like a million things are happening. I said branching out, That's a wrong term, but like it feels like a million things are happening behind the scenes. It's a, it's a tapestry right. of, of lore mm-hmm, from each mm-hmm. character, and if, just to follow it and keep up with it and be like, which one is the main timeline? I, you don't even know who the main character is. Several books in, you, you're right. like everyone could be a main character. They're all important. Oh, this one's the main character. Oh, he died. This one's a main character. Oh, she died. <laughs> <laughs> like that—that yep. that I've never seen anything like I, that. Where whenever like, I the,
1: don't understand how you're not the biggest Destiny nerd. I—I I don't. This is exactly how Destiny storytelling works. So
0: I don't know, but the, the thing is, it's not that I dis- dislike Destiny. I—I I, I played the first one briefly, only like multiplayer with friends. Right. But When mm-hmm. the second one came out, I played the main content. Uh, I loved mm-hmm. the feel of it. Like I really do. It's one of the best shooters in right. terms of the feel. Not too big of a fan of floaty jump physics uh so i play you those play a hunter
1: I'm, you'll feel like a brick
0: yeah maybe i should do that maybe i should switch uh classes if,
1: if you play a, hun- a hunter is basically like you get the mario jump yeah. but like with a double jump
0: yeah maybe or i'll do triple that
1: triple or a quad
0: Because like Um, that's the thing, I play a lot of shooters. You know that. Like I jump from one shooter to the next, and Mm -hmm. I like I don't actually stick to. to If somebody
1: ever like combines a shooter game with a with a fighter, like you're done.
0: Oh hell yeah, absolutely. That was actually the pitch that they made me when I went to work at you on Ubisoft for for Honor. They're like, it's a fighting game, but it's set up like a Call of Duty. Like you know what? That's not
1: a terrible description.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the the the, because I. I went to work there before they announced the game. So I was like, you know, right. uh, and that was the pitch they made to me. And I'm like, sold. I'm in. Because nope, those, I'm those in. are <laughs> two things I absolutely love. Absolutely. So, um, the, yeah. But like, the, the, to bring it back to Game of Thrones and, and uh, I also started watching The Wheel of Time. I wasn't going to talk about it because I only watched the first episode and I didn't like it so far, but I'll give it a little bit more time. Um, right, I had the same reaction to the books. I read halfway... I don't remember if I finished the first book or not, but there's like 15 books. So whether I finished the first one or not is inconsequential. I never made it to the second. Um, right. So I don't have that attachment to Wheel of Time at all. And so far, I'm not big on the TV show. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, the other show I wanted to talk about is the new MCU one.
1: I have not watched it yet. Really? I'm shocked. Yeah. Hawkeye. I, I. Yeah, I
0: know. I just... <sighs> Hawkeye is not your favorite Uh, Avenger.
1: It's not even that Hawkeye is not like, even though I have some problems with Renner, like Hawkeye is fine. Yeah. Uh, It's just, I really didn't feel like a sort of like weird Christmas Eve thing. I don't know. I I, got a little tired of the aesthetic and the marketing really pushed on that. And I'm like, Oh, well just get to it at some point.
0: That's completely fair. I was Unrealistically excited about this because <laughs> <laughs> Hawkeye is not my favorite, uh, uh, like Marvel character. Even from comics, even before the MCU existed, I always thought it was very silly that you would have, uh, the, you know, a guy with a bow and arrow. Like of all the right. things you're going to give him, it's a bow and arrow. Right. Um. I didn't really. The one thing I loved about the character that the MCU up until this point completely ignored is that he actually has a hearing impairment. Right. He, he uses a hearing aid. And the MCU just never gave it a nod, or I don't remember if it ever gave it a nod. But in this show, in this show, you see it like right away. The thing is, one piece of content, one comic book that changed my mind was a Hawkeye um, series, a run, uh, a story run that happened. What was it? Was it ten years ago? Fifteen years ago? Um, who was it? Hold on, I have to uh, let me look it up just so I have all the the, the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah take but your time.
1: I'm just gonna make some some elevator music in the meantime. <laughs> Uh
0: It was it was a a, a limited run that they had. Uh, it had a very specific art style. What was it called? Whatever, I'll I'll put it in the show notes. It doesn't matter. So the co- that comic book, that graphic novel, changed my mind. It was recommended by my friend Nick, who's really really into comics, and he's like read this Hawkeye book. I'm like, I'm not into Hawkeye. He's like, neither was I before this. That run kind of showed Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, the new Hawkeye, and how he was training her and all those things. That's the run that they based this TV show on. So the only piece of Hawkeye content that I liked, um, uh, loved actually, what was what was this TV show was going to be based is on. Based on. Yeah, yeah, that was like the only way they were going to get me to <laughs> to watch this. And it mostly translated well. So right. that book had a serious tone with some a little bit of um I don't want to say slapstick but it just like it it's it, it, it's self-aware in a way right so there's this gang of russian mobsters who wear Adidas type track pants who call each other bro all the time and in the comic that actually translates and sounds really really fun right really good in the world in the greater world of MCU yeah it was it felt even sillier than the silliest MCU movie in my opinion which was thor ragnarok which right. was my favorite but mind you but it pushed that needle a little bit further so mm-hmm. in my opinion it was it was good it was funny it wasn't mcu and i'm not sure how and i, I didn't mind it because it was based on something i loved it's kind of what i expected i saw it coming right i don't right. know how people are going to react to it i'm curious to see if if it landed well because you know oh, when you push a needle in one direction or the other you know there are people who are going to react one way or the other
1: and want to go the other way yeah.
0: exactly
1: yeah okay i'm i'm i I will watch it like it's it's MCU stuff and, and you know me like i like i like the way they've structured their storytelling and it's just a fun thing to keep watching and i'm i'm enjoying it so far yeah um but yeah this one i just i just don't feel like a christmasy thing it's nothing against christmas it's nothing against hawkeye it's just I'm so tired of that setting. Like, yeah. you know, we're still, still waiting for a Ramadan in Animal Crossing. There <laughs> we go. It's another, another, in Christmas The
0: second thing. DLC, I bet you. That's what they're no, waiting the, for. Number two. The the one that they're not gonna
1: do because they're done updating Animal Crossing. <laughs> that yeah, one. Yeah,
0: that's the one. <laughs> that's the
1: one. That's where it's in. Nice. Finally, <laughs> we have a release date. It is. Oh, never. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know like i one day one day i'll watch this or i might just even just pick it up just to have the annoyance out of my head and just be done with it yeah um but yeah. yeah
0: i don't All know right. i'm excited for spider-man yeah yeah super excited for spider-man i haven't watched eternals yet I Me and my wife was supposed to watch it last weekend we got super busy uh, we took my daughter and her friends to go watch Dune. Uh, I, oh, for I still me, want to it was, watch that. yeah, for me, it was the second time for her, like for my daughter and her friends, it was the first, uh, but I was hoping to convince them to watch Eternals because I'd seen Dune already. And even though it was really good, I, I wanted to watch something new. I, I right. failed to convince them. So we're going to try it. Well, again.
1: that's not the worst. That's not the worst. Like, uh, that, that's a pretty good, pretty good opinion from, uh, from the people involved. To, I actually uh, liked it better
0: June. the second time, uh,
1: I can imagine. It's a big movie.
0: Yeah. It was, if you like, know I was what to expect, it's probably details. better. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention is that I'm nearly finished. Or I feel like I'm nearly finished with It Takes Two. And oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know you
1: didn't play that yet.
0: No, I hadn't. It came out. I got it. Uh, actually, my friend uh, Bilal bought it for me. He's like, here, play this with your kids. And I'm like, okay, okay. well." And we were already playing um, the... Uh, Unraveled, which was like, uh, you know, another co-op game. So I was waiting yeah, to yeah. finish that game. We actually got stuck in a puzzle <laughs> after a while, <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, let's try it. it." Takes two, and I jumped in, and oh my god, it! I think it might be my game of the year. I think. It oh, might be. it's okay, or very, very close. It is okay, okay. something else. Like it's an incredibly well crafted game. But it's an it's possibly the best co op game of all time. It is so I can't think of a better co op game like a game that just works f- with the strengths of what co op is. I mean, Left 4 Dead was pretty damn good, so maybe it's second to Left 4 Dead. <laughs> but oh my god, was it ever a really good co op game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for
1: sure. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. I, I it definitely didn't hit game of the year levels for me, but I I enjoyed it a lot.
0: Okay, that's that's good. But uh, who, did you play alone? Did you play with someone else?
1: No, no, I played with somebody.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So good. We had different experiences. It, it was good.
1: Yeah. No. It it it's really good, and I think the co op was was really well done. I just yeah. yeah. I don't know. I the narrative didn't quite work for me, and the world was fun, but not like. Yeah. I don't know something something sort of like was pushing back on huh. me loving that game.
0: And that's that's totally and- fair to be quite honest the narrative wasn't for me either my yeah. daughter absolutely loved it. She was super yeah. like I was playing it with my eight year old daughter, and she was super engaged, asking about the the different like the, the the emotional arcs of it, and saying why did they they say that? Oh, this must mean this. Ah, that was and laughing at the jokes. Like the jokes yeah. didn't hit for me, so I think maybe that that is really pushing my. I, I
1: believe me. I one hundred percent believe that. Yeah, but uh, it, it
0: yeah. still it doesn't take that away. Like it doesn't take away from it. Like I, her enjoyment of it. It's yeah
1: for sure for sure yeah I, I mean i i played it with more of a peer than a than a kid ah. so maybe that was a difference there Valid. um but yeah it's fa- fascinating it, it's fun to hear maybe i'll give it another look um and and uh give it another go
0: yeah no i, I was i was i knew what to expect and it's still right it was better than I expected. So. Uh, yeah, I uh, I finally
1: jumped back into Destiny. I've given that game a bit of a break, if we're talking about co-op anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah I, I jumped back into Destiny. It's been a while because the, uh, the the people I normally played with, that group sort of split up. Um, yeah, it meant that I had to go play alone, which I was just felt like a wall, you know? Really? If you have a game that you play with the same people and then you have to play it alone, it's just it, it doesn't feel the same anymore.
0: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: Um. So yeah no I uh, I booted it back up and uh, yeah it still feels emptier but uh, I'm now just sort of like playing with whoever wants to play at that time okay so I don't really have like the same people all the time um, how is that and it's, it's a different experience uh, it's it's fun because I'm a massive destiny like nerd mm-hmm. so you know I, I there's always a story to tell or something to talk about. Um, but it's not the same like kick back and relax kind of way mm-hmm. of playing now mm-hmm. um, so yeah I don't know I'm, I'm not entirely sure yet how I feel about it but it's nice to be back in the world and sort of catching up on the story the the 30-year anniversary stuff is going to kick off relatively soon mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to make sure that I'm up to date on the story before that
0: goes down understandably
1: so uh, yeah, I'm catching up on the story, and I'm I'm almost back at where the story currently is, and uh, that's it's a very exciting it's a very exciting progression. I think after that, the game will the the narrative will sort of like pause mm-hmm. for the 30 year anniversary stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and then continue near uh, February. Uh, so you know, it's a very long season as they had to delay the next expansion. Uh, so it's just the narrative isn't supposed to be stretched this far. But um, it works. Like we're just waiting. Like everything is ready for big things to happen. Um, or I, at least in my game, almost. But anybody who is not up to date yet will have until February to catch up.
0: Like I don't know if you can answer this question briefly, and if you can't, just say No, Osama. That deserves right. its own episode. Uh, Destiny is an excellent game. What makes right. it your one of your favorite games of all time? What about it? Um, it I, makes it stand out.
1: I think it's a combination, but I think the biggest thing is that Destiny does two things that I really love, uh, which is uh, both Bungie, like, trademarks, right? Like, the the first one, and and the reason I loved Halo back in the days is just very clever game design, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Very clever loops, very clever, like, feeling for, like, when skirmishes should happen, when scenarios should happen, when there should be breathing room, when you can make, like, an emotional gut punch big fights, small fights, fights with skill, fights that are intimate. Uh, Bungie seems to sort of like excel at making shooter gameplay meaningful Mm -hmm. um, and making it feel good, right? Because, you know, like you can go and pick a random shooter and have a shootout and they might have pretty good like pacing for their fights, but somehow Bungie always nails that sort of like breathe in, breathe out, uh, feeling yeah. of game design right yeah. uh, and they just vary how big you breathe in or how big you breathe out um, they, they just nail that and the second part is they're sort of like de- I hate the word decentralized at the moment but it's sort of like a decentralized method of storytelling
0: mm-hmm.
1: right there's the big story and the big story in Bungie games is always so simple
0: mm-hmm.
1: like in Halo it's like big green man stops giant ring from destroying universe mm-hmm. right uh, and that's it. That that's that's the story. If if you want to summarize Halo's story, it's man stops weapon of mass destruction. Okay. Um, and Bungie is the same thing, right? Like um, uh, space zombies stop darkness. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, where the real story of a Bungie game tends to happen is in in the lore, mm-hmm. right? And Halo had s- like stupendous amounts of lore,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And so does so does Destiny, mm-hmm. right? So you can learn about the world of Destiny and its characters and sort of like the the places that you're playing in, the places that you aren't seeing in the game. All of that, you can learn about that forever. Mm-hmm. There's always something new. I have like four books sitting in my living room with just Destiny lore.
0: Wait, they're they're story books or just lore books? They're
1: story books. They're lore. They're lore books.
0: Okay, wait. I mean, is it is it L- lore that? books? Yeah, they're, wow, they're lore just books. Lore. Wow,
1: it's just lore. Um, each of them from a different faction or group or time of the destiny universe. So you can talk about this forever. Like, and, and this is why I enjoy playing with different people sometimes is because, you know, you'll play somewhere and I'm like, Hey, look at that. I can tell you the story about that. And then I can tell that story.
0: That's right. That's cool.
1: And I enjoy that. I enjoy bringing, bring people in. And then I think that the final thing is it's a really good memory generator, like beating a big raid or, you know, seeing somebody beat a dungeon for the first time or, getting an exotic item that they had been hunting for or whatever, like getting a getting a really good role on something. Those are really good memories. And I don't think I've played any game that is as good as generating those as as Destiny is so incredibly consistently. So Okay. Um,
0: those are very good reasons.
1: I, I just love the game and it's a really good end of day like kickback kind of thing to do. Like just play Destiny for an hour and it's nice. Punch him stuff. <laughs> I'm a Titan, I punch. If you're a hunter, you can wear a cape. It's also cool.
0: <laughs> of course. Um, well, yeah, thank you for that. I still think one day we're going to need a, an entire episode dedicated to the lore of Yeah, story.
1: as soon as you as soon as you play a bit.
0: I, I played a bit. I saw a robot guy get shoot in the face, so that's
1: something. I assume <laughs> but, it, it, was. <laughs> it, it, it was shot in the chest, but, oh, you, know, but you, know. you know. You know. I, I was we'll, paying we'll attention, just... I swear. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> so anyway, He
0: did, He did. That's the important thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, so I got something. I got three okay. somethings, and those somethings some. are some of my favorite somethings that I emails. like to get. Emails, you got you it. You got emails, yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so I'm going to jump right in. Uh, actually, before before jumping right in, I wanted to say how... <laughs> All of these emails have a pretty much a common thread, and that common thread is our favorite Habibi Fauzi. The story touched so many people. It's like the story that he told in the episode right before he left us for two weeks, so I guess he made a dramatic exit (laughs) exactly. Um, so the first story, the first email is by Ben, and Ben says. Uh, Hi, guys. I just want to say congratulations to Fosie on the game release, but also thank you to all three of you for all the stories of highs and lows in your career. I made the mistake of um, tying my career progression to my sense of self-worth, which is something we talk about here often, which was fine in the good times. But after Mm -hmm. migrating and having to start from scratch, the last few years have been very difficult. Mm
1: -hmm. I think I
0: needed to hear that people can be happy even if their path takes them unexpected places, even if things aren't great for a time uh yeah. wow like honestly the, in my career has had a lot of highs and lows i've had two big burnouts and possibly dozens of little ones because you know who, who even <laughs> know can keep count at that point and during the burnouts every single time i contemplate leaving uh, even though this is an industry i love i'm very vocal about how much i mm-hmm. love it and the people in it and everything whenever you, you get low that low um You start thinking about these things. You start thinking about, you know, is there something else for me? Can I not do this to myself? Is there a way I could approach this where I could get the the stuff I love and not have to, you know, like hit hit rock bottom in this way? Uh, And each time, one of the biggest struggles of of leaving is that. It's so tied to my self-worth. I'm like, what am I if I am not a designer in the gaming industry? What am I? What can I do? So, like, I think it's really important to have, like, friends outside the industry if you're in the industry, uh, hobbies that have nothing to do with games. Uh, like in my right. last burnout, I picked up uh, cooking for the fun of it—not cooking to eat, but cooking uh, like things I've never tried to yeah. Do before. Yeah,
1: it's so fun. So many people in the games industry end up with cooking as a hobby. It's also one of mine. So.
0: It's funny because cooking has a lot to do with game design. It's it's like, very similar. Yeah. You throw ingredients, you don't know what's gonna happen, and then you tweak the recipe, and then it gets better over time and it's people, a little, it. yeah. little
1: process based. Exactly. It's it's, a little bit of intuition. It's I don't like baking as much because yeah, it feels either. too sciencey to me. Yeah. Um it's the like same. too precise. I love eating baked goods, but that's a different. Oh yeah, story. no great. I'm Dutch. Like was, <laughs> the Dutch can't cook, but they can bake like nobody's business. The Egyptians can do both. Yes, uh, I'm, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm 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 an inverted Dutch person. <laughs> oh no, I can't, bake, I can't bake for the life of me, but I can cook.
0: Oh yeah, okay. that works. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, I th- I think you 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 really touch on a good point. It's sort of like that social circle and life outside of games, which is honestly something that I've done wrong frequently. Mm. Um, and a lot of the close people in my life have often been from games, which just means that if things are bad in games, then they're just bad everywhere in my life. Yeah. I actually think flight class has been really good for me in that way that, uh, I have a social group outside of games. Yeah. And I don't have a lot of social groups outside of games, you know, when you travel all the time and you you're, you're working all the time, it just kind of automatically becomes games are life. And, I can really imagine um, the email writer's sort of like feeling of not, of, of attaching yourself forth to your work. If your work is so all, all encompassing in life, it's really hard not to.
0: Yeah. You almost yeah. need like a hobby, something outside yeah. of games to make friends because most of the reason we make most of our games within, uh, most of our friends within games is because we make most of our friends from work relationships. Right. Like I mean, not just us, but people in general. That's where most of their friends come from. Unless you kept tabs with people who you went to high school or, or college with, most of your friends are going to come from that. So yep, you almost sure. need a hobby to introduce other people into your life anyway. So maybe yep. there's that because like my friends who who are not in the gaming industry are college friends that used to we used to play board games with. Funny enough, two people from that specific group have since joined the gaming industry, but that's a side. <laughs> that's not something that's that happens very often. It's just in Montreal. That's just your
1: like, influence.
0: Yeah, it's, all, it's also in Montreal. Like, right. <laughs> you right. know, it's more likely. Um, all right, how about we move on to a second email? Sure, let's go. So this is an email by Kristen who says, The episode titled Unpacking Time resonated with me on a massive level. Hearing Fozzie discuss his journey and being able to maintain a beautiful sense of self and generosity is amazing and inspiring. I've often also had it in my mind to be able to look back at everything I've done that has led me to where I am and to see it as a line. As steps, I don't want to look back and see one big thing and that launched me up. I want to see all the small steps I've taken, all the progress. That's beautifully put. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see another Fozy influence on that? So fuzzy, thank you. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean it, it is. It is funny, right? I I think we talked about this a little in that. Um, the the these kind of lines are are odd in that if you try to extrapolate them forward, it'll never work. Right. You, you're just setting up yourself for disappointment if you if you do it that way, because life takes these weird turns and yeah. twists, yeah. big things that like help or that, that uh, punch you down, you know. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've kind of found and I've, I've kind of come to believe that having sort of a vague idea of where you want to go is probably better than having a really like set firm place that you need to end up in to mm-hmm. feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then looking back there will always be a line right uh, just isn't always the dots that you think it will be
0: i, I have a story i wanted to share on this topic uh, okay, I'm, cool. I'm gonna leave the, the like the the names out of it so i'm just gonna be a little bit generic because i don't have permission mm-hmm. to share the, the story with the details uh but a friend of mine who i worked with at one of the major companies he, he his whole life he had his goal to work for a specific big game developer, a specific one that he named. I remember for the first time, almost the first conversation I've had with him, he's like, "I'm gonna work here someday." And he was really smart, so I had no doubt that if he applied himself, he would get that job. And he did. While right. working together, one day he announced, "I got it! I got! I got the job! I'm gonna! I'm gonna move to uh, such and such place to start working at my the company. I've made it. This is it. This is what I've always wanted to do." um so the person starts and i kept in, in touch with him uh after about a, a month I asked him how's it going he's like amazing it's everything i ever hope everyone here is brilliant i love it it's a, it's the best thing ever uh, i'm like good i'm super happy for you i checked in a couple of months later i'm like how's it going he's like yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good i, I, I like it a lot i checked in about six months later i'm like how's it going he's like you know i'm, I'm starting to like see some of the, the problems here uh, it's it's still pretty good i still like it but you know uh, there are some things here that I would would like for it to be different. I checked in about right. a year later. I actually came back to Montreal and we had lunch. And I'm like, "So how's it going?" It's like, it's the same everywhere. I'm like what? Right. It's like it's the same everywhere. There are like there are, there are problems. There are good things. Uh, there like some c- companies like we uh, or, so, or some institutions we build them up on a pe- pedestal because they made that beautiful thing that we love, or they, they're really good at branding, mm-hmm. or whatever reason. Um, 3 years later he left his dream job the job that he always wanted to be in and when he left he wasn't unhappy it wasn't a bad place it was just that the magic was gone the thing that pulled him towards it he started seeing behind the curtain and he realized it was a company like any other and because it was a company like any other now he can move on to another company and actually look at you know like way uh, other benefits and conditions and like his role mm-hmm. and his salary and and mm-hmm. not just have this goal which is work for this company and that's a life lesson. It was a life lesson for me because I had a couple of companies on my list of, of companies I always wanted to work with. For me, it was at the at the time early in my career it was Capcom and Square Enix. They made fight my my Street Fighters and my Final Fantasies. I, I can't. I want to work on those franchises big time. And mm-hmm. um, after that, I was like, you know what? It's fine. I could build something new. I could work with a team. The important things aren't necessarily brand recognition. They're not necessarily. Um, you know, that, like the things that we build up in our heads.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. No, you're right. You're right. You're 100% right. I think it's also just, you know, I've told this story before, but some game developers end up being stand-up comedians, right? Some game developers (laughs) end up being in games. Some people that weren't in games end up in games by accident or or unexpectedly and end up finding their happiness here. Some people who thought they would find their happiness in games end up leaving games because they don't find it yeah right the more specific your dreams get i think the more at risk you are of disappointing yourself and for some people that's fine right some people need that like guiding star that is exactly in the right position at the right time Mm -hmm. and they they need to aim at something like that and i think that's fine as long as you accept that you might miss yeah right and that if you aim for a star and you miss that's a pretty big universe before you hit something else again right absolutely well I think if you just sort of aim at a general region of space and you're like I like I like this this is sort of the direction I want to go in but you also build your spaceship with thrusters that can turn you left and right yeah you know that you might end up somewhere that you didn't expect that you didn't even know existed at any point in time and I think that's just that's it's safer for your emotional well-being as well but at the same time you know whenever whenever you do land somewhere that you're happy being able to look back and be like wow look at all these little nudges and moments and difficult things easy things friends uh everything that you made on the way there um it's a really special moment like like Fozzy was saying so absolutely i don't know it's uh i i, I tried to build my spaceship with maneuverability I guess, <laughs> but, uh, for some people just a really big thruster yeah, on the I'm back just, of yeah, the spaceship that goes straight forward <laughs> That for some people that's the play. Yeah, I'm, I respect it. I wouldn't do it, but I respect it.
0: Sometimes I feel like my thrusters are pointing the wrong way, but that's a different topic. <laughs> no,
1: no, forwards, yeah. for
0: no. Why did I put the foot? Why did I put the thrusters on the front again? I don't know. So I have one last email to share, and then I think it's going to be time to wrap up the episode. Okay. Um, so this is by Nicola. And I pronounced it the French way for a reason. He, Nicolas says, I'm a white male dude. Like there are millions in the games industry. But I grew up in Marseille in the south of France, where, as you may know, there are big Arab communities from Algeria, Morocco, Tunisia, south, uh, like, you know, North Africa. So my childhood has been small family gatherings for Christmas, massive district wide festivities for Ramadan. Eid was the real deal when it came to big celebrations, and I bathed in Arabic culture around my friends and my neighbors for years. And it goes on to say, so thank you very much to all three of you, uh, friends of the podcast, as I find myself in what you're talking about game dev, gaming wise, and also a lot of the cultural side. I will, of course, never pretend to be of any Arabic cultural background. What I mean is it was so fun recognizing my eight-year-old self when Rami was talking about sweating sugar during <laughs> Eid al-Fitr, <put or> aunties <laughs> of my friends arguing over whose nephew is the best. <laughs> so the it's important. Yeah, absolutely. So the past is certainly the very first show to draw those two sides together, which uh, parts of me felt would never happen. Thank you, Nicola. That was such a beautiful email. And that, that's a whole not point of Eid. Is like to share, not 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 just right. with Muslims, but to share with everybody. And uh, whenever you have a big enough community where Eid can actually overflow onto the streets, that's that's a good. That's in the spirit. Yeah, of Eid is.
1: that's how it should be, really. Yeah, if only you yeah. could
0: overflow into games like Animal Crossing. Right,
1: that'd be nice. Like, yeah, <laughs> who would have who would have thought that would be that would be so nice? What <laughs> a good much, idea! Much. A game that a a game that keeps track of the real date with a real calendar and has the actual moon phases in the game already like oh i don't know maybe maybe Ramadan is just not a good fit for that game i yeah. don't i don't see how could I we use know. the
0: moon maybe I some youtube right. celebrity will pay Nintendo 10,000k <laughs> <laughs> to get it added oh no, no 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 nope Killing the subject
1: right here, right here. We're just moving on. We're not talking about the number ten thousand in any way, shape, in or form. Anyway, except for ten thousand thanks to Nicola for that lovely 10, email. Beautiful email. Uh, it's just yeah. No, it, I think that's part of why we started this podcast in the first place. Is that there was not really a home to talk about these things in the games industry, and we're seeing more of it, right? Uh, I think you were at a. You were at an event this week, yes, uh, of Arab game developers.
0: I, I was at Arab Games. Were you at Arab Games this week at all?
1: So I think I'm a little over. I'm I'm very loud as like Arab in the games industry, and I Good. think uh, I, I talked to the organizers a bit, and we we've sort of collaborated. I've been helping promote, Good. but I just I w- didn't want to be like very like visibly involved. Yeah. Um, and I think the organization sort of agreed that it's time for other faces to also have.
0: That is so funny because I did the right. same thing. I actually right. didn't sign up to be a uh, a speaker this time, mm-hmm. which usually would be my go to. I signed up to be right. a mentor, so I had right. a big three hour block where I would take individual meetings of fifteen minutes, look over uh, reviews, uh, sorry, look over portfolios and CVs to review them. Uh, resumes, sorry. I I understand that not everyone in the world says CVs, but still. It's a Um, good word. (laughs) And uh, yeah, just make those connections. The thing is, a lot of the people who were reaching out were not in my discipline. They were programmers or they were artists. Yeah, so design
1: is not as common in the air world. Yeah,
0: it just isn't. And I get that. Yeah. And I, I didn't turn them away. What I'm going to do instead is connect them to people within the industry, hopefully to the right hopefully. people. Yeah, yeah. So, so no, I hopefully think people got got something out of it. Um, perfect but you're you're absolutely yeah. right it's time for other people to, to get the spotlight and to, to right. and yeah it.
1: for sure and I think the organization was very understanding of that and and was in agreement uh, so I I love I love the event I love that it's happening um, I love that it's growing as well and I'm, I'm excited to support it but a little bit more in the background I mean yeah. not not as the the I don't want to be the poster of the event or anything yeah but I, think um, a good way to but, uh, I have to say uh, the, the from the region, there's been a lot of, of... And it's actually been really nice. Obviously, a lot of the people that, that come in for my consultancies that are Arabs also listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, but one of the things that they picked up on is that my Arabic has gotten a little rusty.
0: Yeah, mine too. Right.
1: My Egyptian has gotten a little rusty for not having been to Egypt because of the, um, the military draft. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so some of them are now talking to me in Arabic and I'm just responding in English or, if I can, in Arabic mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. It's been really good to just have that sort of uh, um um just getting used again to people talking Arabic to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and not having like access to subtitles like on TV or being able to like you know rewind or whatever like I always felt that back in, in school learning French and German for me it was much easier if it was talking to people yeah rather than like tv or music or whatever so it's been really nice seeing uh, a a lot more game development in the Arab world, and also sort of an understanding and patience with me needing to relearn the language a little um yeah i still it's funny i still speak i still understand it well i'm just nervous to speak it and i'm not used to being nervous to talk yeah like my arabic is fine i'm just I don't I don't like sounding like I don't know what I'm saying
0: <laughs> I I actually could completely relate I'm very out of practice I could understand it perfectly um, I could uh, read pretty well but I'm so out of practice that some of the consultation calls that people who came on the call don't didn't speak English and yeah. I, I I managed because when you don't have a choice you don't have a choice and you throw yourself in there right. but sometimes I'd be like what's that word again and ah uh, for like a <laughs> almost a minute yeah. before it comes to me and i haven't read fawzi's book yet shame on me so all the game design terms i had to say them in english because i don't know right. what the, what the right. equivalent right. is so i was like okay so once in a while yeah, like thank- uh, and uh game loop is the yeah. <laughs> best i can come up with that because i don't know what to say <laughs> thankfully
1: my reading is still pretty good so i'm, I'm happy with that but good. my uh my speaking definitely needs work like yeah. i just just too nervous, and for a public speaker, that is yeah. not pleasant to yeah. be like. Um,
0: yeah, my, what was no, the word again? Right. Yeah, no, I get you. My, my French is better than my Arabic, and I really hesitate before giving talks in French. So, right, imagine. it's just it's right. a different. Like, you need to have a certain mastery before. That's why I have so much respect for anyone who gives a presentation in a language that isn't the language they speak the like the best. Um, right. Like I, whenever I watch GDC talks and someone speaking in, in, in like struggling to to make themselves understood in English, I have so much respect for that. that right takes courage. Yeah. that takes so much That
1: courage. was that was one of the things I learned from GameDev uh not GameDev world from one reason to be the panel I used to organize at mm-hmm. GDC. Mm-hmm. Uh that a lot of people, you know, it really takes effort to speak to speak English for them and I I forget you know I'm not a native English speaker. I I don't think you are either. No. Right um but we've made this language so default to our existence that we might as well be we're fluent right Mm uh not native but fluent like Mm -hmm. i I think that's the thing i always feel with english is i'm fluent in the language but not in the culture of it
0: Mm.
1: right like people make references to tv shows or things that happened in their childhood and i'm like that sounds about as alien to me as like martians (laughs) right um but then again, I am going to have the same problem with my Dutch friends because I grew up Dutch Egyptian, and I have the same problem with my Egyptian French yeah. in that I grew up Dutch Egyptian. So
0: that's so relatable, uh, me. You have no idea. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, do my, we have anything nice to say about Fauzi Still, uh, everything that's nice about Fauzi we can say. We could spend another hour and ten minutes talking. We don't nice have an hour about so. Fauzi.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. let's let's just let's just find one more nice thing about
0: Fauzi. Okay. So, Felzy is an excellent musician. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, went there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What okay. about you? Good. Good. good.
1: Um, mm, mm. Hmm. Should, there's too many options. Yeah. I
0: know. I had to pick there's one. There's too many options. How are we going to pick I one? I want to change my vote how, already.
1: How, yeah. you want, You want to change your vote? Yeah. He's excellent at fighting games he is excellent but he beat you at fighting games so he that's not even a
0: hey no i'm good. i'm pretty good he said so himself he's just better that's all yeah yeah <laughs>
1: pretty pretty good pretty good <laughs> uh, hmm fauzy does fauzy does a pretty good cosplay you know that no i did not know that I yeah
0: fauzy does a pretty good cosplay. what should i
1: google Fozzy as well. Uh, uh, you can just probably look at his Instagram or something.
0: All right, I'm gonna go stalk Fozzy for a bit.
1: <laughs>
0: In a good way, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I understand. Like, like I said, handsome man. I, I, yeah. I hear you.
0: Oh hell yeah! Uh, his facial hair is on point. Just
1: good facial. That's the one. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. The Fozy has good facial hair.
0: Absolutely. Very very. Just, handsome that's man. it.
1: Mashable. That's it. Very very natural. <laughs> <Mashable. laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: all right, so much for the Fozzie tribute, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's it for this week. Uh, thank Just you all for joining us. <laughs> Is that the title of the episode? I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it I out. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll talk about it. During the <laughs> outro music. <laughs> All right, folks, thank you very much for joining us. As always, we appreciate it. If you send us your emails, we'll read them online. Um, join us on our Discord. We have a wonderful community. And take care. Salam. See you next week. Salam.
1: You think he uses like a lotion for facial hair? That's exactly what I was wondering. What
0: like, I was that thinking? Because right? it definitely uses product. I don't believe that that's natural. And if it is, that is so unfair. That's unfair. I mean, you know,
1: good facial hair, like that happens for Arab Arab men, but like, it's also just really,
0: it's really well kept. Yes. The mark of good facial hair is facial hair on someone else that you want to touch with your hands. And that's definitely, (laughs) definitely the case with folks. You just don't, you know, twirl his his mustache. He does, he does that thing
1: with, like, the thin line down the side, and then it's, like, a pretty full beard, frequently, lower. Yeah. Like, he also pulls the mustache. I can't pull the mustache. Oh, I can't pull the mustache either. I have to have a thin mustache. Definitely.
0: Yeah, worse than him. It's fair. I, well, I mean, whatever. It's all good. He has so many good qualities. Of course, he's also going to get this one. Right? Fair, fair. But also, yeah. like, it's
1: still just, like, a dark beard. Like, how do, you, how do you get to be a game developer for so long and still have, like, a
0: fully just... <laughs> Dark full beard like that doesn't sound fair dies it. Oh, because come on, the stress, like everyone in games they could either lose their, their hair or their hair turns white like super quick. It's literally It must die.